Last time on the Almost Heroes, there was a strange calm of silence in the air as our heroes take a moment to mourn the passing of their friend, reflecting on the depth of value he had in their lives and the gap left behind. But we know what Bryn would do. We press on. And so, Glenn, earthing, earthing grasps a deep hole in what will be a temporary tomb for his Warforged party. Rand Grimm fabricates a large uh, tombstone, uh, leaving a true king of the gold break. Glynn etches a true warning in Thieves' Cant at the back of the tombstone, while Cosmo casts a ceremoniously blessing on the Warforged body, avoiding any undead incantations. Headed up, this, we uh, make a we, how do I? Sorry. <laughs> Lost my spot here. <clears throat> here we go. From there. Headed up the side of the Ebon Ridge with a makeshift chariot from the remains of the cart. We crest the top of the mountain, locating a dwarven structure somehow afloat over the top of a large pool of lava, believed to be the Dawn Forge. Rangrim and Cosmo brave the extreme heat down to the ruins. Rangrim finds a strange anvil exuding black magic of sorts. That didn't end well. Then, over to a strange door with the mark of Moradin in it. Uh, touching the black door, Cosmo is overcome by a dark spell of power word kill. Falling backwards into darkness, awakening once again before the archivist. And that is where we left off. Thank you very much, Bobby. That brings us to episode 115, Trial by Fire. So when we last left our Almost Heroes, the three of you had reached the fabled Dawnforge and had attempted to enter it when Cosmo was suddenly struck dead by a curse laid upon the door. So let's resume there. Rangrim, you watch as Cosmo is suddenly enveloped in darkness and drops to the obsidian floor, unmoving. Glenn, you sit atop the cinder cone about a quarter mile away and watch as this, uh, you also watch as this scene unfolds. Um, so I think because Rangrim's closer, I'm going to uh, just basically, what are you doing as this happens? I mean, the first thing he would do is like, would he know? Um, I'm. He probably just got hit with some sort of spell, and I'm just gonna like make medicine checks and just, you know, see if he's unconscious or what's happening. And so. Yeah, absolutely. Make me a medicine check. That's a one. That's a solid <laughs> start to the session tonight. Um, you. Uh... I'm like Cosmo. Quit faking it, and I'm like kicking his like <laughs> now yeah. corpse. Yeah, you think, um, yeah, you, you can't tell whether or not he's breathing at all. You uh, you think that, uh, I, I think that basically exactly that. You think that he's uh, completely faking it um, and uh, don't react uh, immediately. So I'm going to go to, um, I'm going to go to Glenn. Glenn, you, uh, from atop the, uh, from atop the cinder cone, you watch as Cosmo is just like, I mean, you can see just like this magic pours out of the door, enveloping his body in black, uh, like black smoke. And then basically it leaves him uh, and you just watch him drop backwards. And then you watch as Rangram is kind of like, nudging him with his toe from a distance as Cosmo continues to not to move. Uh, gonna put a finger up to the um, 
uh, air or not airwig, uh, earwig, and he's gonna say, uh, might not look that hot, but uh, that doesn't look so good. I'm coming, and I'm gonna cast Featherfall. And was it switchbacks down, or was it just like a? It's a. Just it's a just a. It's broke. just a scramble down, like essentially a uh, an ashen, like gravelly uh, kind of a. It, it's it's just all lava rock, basically. So you're just gonna sink, like basically almost knee high into the stuff as you're running down it. Glenn is going to sprint down this thing and do like the moon bounces. Like he's gonna jump every time like his foot hits the ground because it's, I'm guessing it's sheer enough where he can like be taking larger leaps. But he is just full sprint until he can get down that way. Okay, yeah. So you're heading uh, heading straight down there, uh, Rangram. You've nudged uh, you've nudged Cosmo uh, like maybe a couple times now, and uh, basically his head just kind of like lolls to the side, and his uh, his just like blank eyes are staring straight at you. Uh, well, um, I again check his pulse. This time, I'm assuming I know he's like probably not just unconscious or faking it. I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a message check with advantage there. Okay. That was a, what's my medicine again? Oh, I have a plus 10, so that was a uh, 26. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that you uh, immediately are, as soon as he looks at you and is just like, is just blank-eyed, you've seen this look before in other fallen comrades. You've Rangrim has seen his share of death over the course of his life. Um, I am going to give you a little bit of damage from that one, just because I feel like there should be some consequences there for that. Um, I'm going to say that there's a little bit of residual energy in that uh, it, it, that was running through Cosmo as you kind of touched him with your foot. And I'm going to say that you're going to mm -hmm. get some uh, some residual damage there. Uh, that's just eight damage as essentially you get like zapped by this black energy that it, as it kind of is uh, dissipating from Cosmo's body. Um, but yeah, you, uh, you have definitely identified uh, that uh, Cosmo is not just unconscious. Um... If I can, I would like to just, I would probably try to, let me see real quick here. Okay, never mind, I cannot do that. I was going to see if I could get away with using Spare the Dying instead of Revivify, but uh, no, he's uh, dead dead. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I'm going to try to cast Revivify. I'm going to do it okay. prepared. Third level. Spare yep. the Dying works on... They have to be a living a, creature that, with zero hit points. It basically yeah, just stabilizes them. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, while you are preparing to revivify, uh, how long is revivify? How long is um, it's casting a, time? It's, uh, casting time's an action, so okay. it would be a so couple seconds, seconds, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I, I assume it just bring it like brings them back. Like, the, what does this what does this look like um, as you are uh, as you are casting Revivify uh, for the first so time in this just, campaign? To be fair, <laughs> yeah. So it is just you touch a creature that has died within the last minute, and they return to one hit point. Um, okay. Wouldn't restore any missing body parts or anything. Weird that it denotes okay. that, but. Um, well, this this spell did uh, did uh, take a uh, a body part. Uh, the, the the what body part it took, uh, we will find out later. It's not visible <laughs> to you, Rangram. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so okay, Rangram, uh, you uh, you lean down and just like place your hands upon Cosmo and start channeling this spell. Uh, Glenn, you are uh, racing down towards them. Uh, I I don't think that you'd be able to make it incredibly far. Um, but uh, are you? Uh, what's your plan for getting across the uh, the lava flow? Are you just uh, running across the path? Was, 
yeah, how big was the lava flow? Like the the distance around, or I guess across. Um, so this, I would say that it's. Mm, so it was a quarter. It was a quarter of a mile. So I'll, I'm going to say it's like an eighth of a mile. That's how long the pathway is. The super narrow pathway into the middle of the the lava area. Yeah, uh, Glenn is taking the the pathway across. Um, and then, sorry, just remind me one more time. Was it the pathway and then the lava was right up to the pathway or it was the pathway and the lava was like below it a distance? It's it's a, it's maybe the, the pathway is a narrow five foot long obsidian uh, walkway that is running directly out to this uh, big platform in the center of the lava. Um, and that's where the, uh, the, the temple entrance is. Um, okay, so this, it's like sitting uh, at... It's pretty much yeah. I, I'd say that's maybe maybe like six inches above. It's not very high. I mean the 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 amount as even as you get close, this 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 is an incredible heat that's that's coming uh, coming up at you here. Um, so uh, if you're gonna head out across this uh, this pathway, um, I'm gonna need you to do uh, at least one check for me, and then we're gonna we're gonna jump to another character. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll me a Constitution save throw. Constitution saving throw. Oh, that's not good. Uh, ten. Perfect. Love that. Um, okay. Uh, that is going to be a good amount of damage. I rolled great there. Uh, Glenn, uh, you take 17 uh, damage as you are running across uh, this. And I mean, I think that you're, I think just immediately uh, you are starting, like your clothes, everything on you is starting to just smoke. Um, and you are like, you are starting to like, you feel like you're being cooked uh, from the inside as you are just like booking your way across this. Uh, what I am going to give, what I'm going to give you is I'm going to give you a, a roll me an athletics check to see just how fast you can, you can run across this. Okay. Plus zero to that, but 14, I'll take it. 14. Total. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, you are, uh, you are continuing to make your way across. Um, as you are running across this, uh, I'm going to uh, jump over to Cosmo. Cosmo, you are laying on your back. You don't know how long you have been here. You don't feel hurt at all. You actually feel fantastic. Uh, you, uh, as you kind of open your eyes, uh, you are looking directly up into the kind of celestial outline of this small, stout figure. Uh, again, this this figure is, there's no face. It looks like a kind of purplish outline, and inside of it just looks like you are looking into a portal, into a galaxy. Like, just galaxies and everything are just spinning within this character, um, and uh, they are looking at you as you kind of wake up on the floor, so they're look, kind of looking down on you as you see just scrolls and books that are just flying overhead through the air um in this kind of like half rendered space this half rendered white space um and you just hear them say you're not supposed to be here yet you're early and he kind of reaches down to uh to help you to your uh to your feet yeah well uh he grabs him by his uh hand i suppose or whatever is appendage it is the wildest feeling it's like you're holding on to it's like you've grabbed essentially the feeling that you get when you put pop rocks in your mouth that is the kind of like this weird kind of like slightly magical like explosions of explosions on your hand is kind of the thing you feel like slight uh, electrical shocks all of your hand as he's kind of helping you to your feet huh. uh well uh, well you see we were uh 
we were at this black door and uh, darkness kind of overtook me and I blacked out. I don't know. I just died. I'm not really sure what happened. Um, he's like, he, he reaches up, he kind of, uh, you, you see them kind of nod and they reach up into the air and catch a, a scroll that's passing by them and goes, oh yes, I've been reading all about it. It's quite a, uh, quite a tale. It seems, and I'm sure you put it together at this point, but that door was quite cursed and may not have been the, uh, most intelligent thing to touch with your bare outstretched hand. Well, I kind of thought... It seemed... It's a long story. Whatever. Uh, I thought I was doing the right thing. We used... Trying to save... Trying to save people. But, um... I, I have... Some new information. A new development since I was, uh... Last here. If I could, um... Add on to why I feel like I might be... Stuck and I don't, uh... I don't know. Oh yes, I have. I <laughs> he looks around and like looking at all the um, uh, looking at all like the scrolls and everything passing by. He goes, I can never. Uh, I don't think I ever uh, will get to the point where uh, I have enough knowledge. So please continue. Uh, I will say we don't have much time. And he kind of is looking around, and you can see that the um, the uh, space is like slowly starting to like. So. This this room, this space, it, just to uh, give another like another description, it's been a while since we've been here. It's a white space that they're sitting in the kind of center of it is the corner of what looks like a giant library with these bookshelves that are going into just, I mean, into the white space above. They extend into infinity with these staircases that are this like ladder that is going up to it that kind of is moving around on its own um, as these scrolls are just, and scrolls and books are just like kind of depositing themselves on these shelves. Um, but it's it looks like just kind of like the corner of what looks like a massive library, um, but it's just this L and there's like some tables, everything like that, but everything else is kind of this white space. And even as you watch, um, you you can feel yourself uh like you feel like you are less there than you were even like a millisecond before and you can see the space is starting to like slowly like fade um even as you are watching it uh he goes yeah we, we have much we have but moments please hurry well um apparently the reason why i come here instead of turning into and he just points at a book i am um i'm apparently the avatar of Moradin. Does that mean anything? He's, uh, they're, they're looking at you, and this is difficult to see any, there's no face on this character, so, on this, on this figure, so it, it's really difficult to read them in, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and they just start looking at you. That's, that's interesting. I, that name, of course, is very familiar to me. I, and they're and they're like kind of looking looking at you and goes there's there are many pieces of your story and many other stories that are missing from where we are now i don't know and cannot confirm your suspicions but you are right to believe that there are pieces of your tale that are not yet revealed to us. And the reason is simple, but yet 
very, it will not be satisfying. It is simply not time yet. That makes no sense. And they kind of, uh, you see them kind of, uh, you hear like this kind of like echoing chuckle that um, sounds incredibly unearthly. Like it's echoing off of walls that don't exist. Um, And they go, I wouldn't expect it to. I don't understand it myself. It's one of those, I'm just the messenger kind of situations. As you know, I'm not complete. I'm but a fragment of a whole and... I only know the part in which I have to play in this, but I can promise you this, Cosmo Stoneheart, this will not be your last time here. Ah, shit. And he's looking at you, uh, he's looking at you, uh, 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 kind of like, uh, and and you can see them looking around as this room is uh, continuing to dissolve, and even their form is now, like, starting to fade from view. Not just fade, it's almost like it's, like, de-resing, like you can see pieces of it that are just floating off into nothing and dissolving. Um, And they're looking at you now and goes, Cosmo, we have but moments. Is there anything I can help with? Is there any other questions that I can answer? Uh, We're trying to go after Goldbreak, the dragon, a golden dragon. Um, There's a black undead dragonborn from the Blackwing family. Uh, Words. (laughs) Um... He's, uh, you, you see them, uh, you see them, uh, just, uh, reach up, um, with their one remaining arm that hasn't yet dissolved, um, and you see a scroll and a, uh, and a book up here in their hand, um, and you see them just quickly skim through it. These pages just fly, like, of their own accord, fly open, fly open, fly open, um, and their question, they, they quickly go, what is your question, Cosmo? I have information about Goldberg here. Uh, how do we... How, how do we ally ourselves with him? We need to befriend him. Uh, you see the book. Uh, you see the book close in front of uh, in front of them, and, and as they kind of dissolve, they go. Cosmo, I think that you are going to have quite an ordeal on your hands if that is your goal. I can give you this though. Goldbreak is most certainly alive. And uh, as that, as you see them dissolve uh, all the rest of the way um, and uh, the, the everything kind of just fades into this white space, uh, Rangrim, uh, you are channeling Revivify into Cosmo and the, uh, the light, uh, you know, you see it sink into their chest, this kind of bluish white light that has been gifted to you by your new patrons. Um, and you see it fade into Cosmo's chest for just a second. Um, and then you see Cosmo just with a, with a start, just take a big, long inhaling raspy breath, um, and start coughing. Uh, Glenn, you are running towards them at full speed, uh, and are It's hot. It's so hot. It's so hot. Why didn't you say it was hot? Uh, Glenn, roll me another, uh, constitution saving throw. So fucking hot. Six. <laughs> um, Glenn, what are you wearing on the outside of, uh, aside from the uh, the Raven Queen cuirass? Uh, what is what is Glenn wearing? The duster. Oh, the duster. Burn it. Oh fuck! Burn your item, John. Burn oh, it. Oh man. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm gonna give you an option. Uh, what else? Are you, okay, 
What else is, uh, what other items are, is Glenn wearing? Pants. Pants. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll give you this. Uh, uh, Glenn doesn't wear a lot. The, uh, the, the duster uh, will help defend you against a little bit of damage, um, but it will be destroyed. Um, or you can tuck it away and save it and take the full damage. Uh, do. I mean, I, Glenn's not going to give a fuck about a jacket while he's running. For instead, it was a nice memento while I had it. Oh, I did. <laughs> I didn't want to do this. Okay, um, I will reduce. Uh, I will reduce the damage by half. Um, as uh, you will take, uh, you'll take nine damage. Um, as uh, Glenn comes, just like completely. Uh, actually, roll me another athletics uh, a saving throw to see whether or not you have to roll one more save. Uh, athletic, you said. Yeah, athletics. Oh, wow. that's not good. Uh, athletics. No pluses. That's seven. Seven. Okay. Um, you're gonna you're gonna take one more uh, without any kind of defense this time, as you are uh, running in, coming in literally hot. Uh, you're gonna take uh, 14 more damage in addition to that nine, um, as you see Glenn just full on sprinting. Uh, just million dollar man style running straight down this thing and you just watch as the duster that he inherited from Bryn just bursts into flames around Glenn and as he like comes sliding in you see this thing just like essentially like fall to pieces around them with Glenn's uh, like Raven Queen Kuros being a legendary item does not, uh, but I, I mean, everything, Glenn is smoking. You can see like his eyebrows are like slightly singed. The tips of his hair have like started to like curl underneath the uh, the heat. And I think that like, I mean, Glenn, you are just like, everything on you is is just like permeating heat um, as you kind of Sweating slid buckets. into this. I just, <laughs> I run up to Cosmo who's on the ground who probably like just took a breath and he's just gonna grab uh, Cosmo by like the chest piece. You just pick him up and put him on his feet and be like, open the fucking door, it's hot. <laughs> <All right. laughs> am I, am I, because I know Revivify is one HP, so it brings me to one HP. Uh, yeah, you're not feeling good. You were feeling great literally a half a second ago. You were feeling the best I, you've ever felt in your life. Now you suddenly, like, you feel like a train hit you. I'm just like, <gasps> <gasps> I was dead about <laughs> hey, show you your whole world there, Cosby boy. I gotta start fucking charging you guys for this. Cosmo's getting his own punch card. Can you do anything about this heat? Um, why? Is it hot? Yeah, it's fucking hot. Well, I mean... I actually can, I think. Depends on how we want to flavor it, but I will uh, cast Protection from Energy on Glenn. It'll give him resistance to fire damage for the next hour, so I let's go. imagine yes. that hey. would at least alleviate some discomfort. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I think that that is, um, I think that that will absolutely help. So at this point, you're, uh, Glenn, you suddenly just feel like um, 
maybe not like you're in an air conditioned room, but at least like a swamp cooler just kicked on, an uh, evaporative cooler around you, and you're feeling a little bit better. Uh, in instead of it being like a hundred and like two hundred degrees around you, or whatever the case is, uh, you're now feeling like at a balmy one fifteen. Like it's it's not good. <laughs> it's like a hot blow dryer, basically. Ugh. Nice Phoenix summer is what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been there. Um. But I will say this, you all look forward and you can see that the door is, is, has, cr it is cracked open. You can see that the two, it is split in the middle and it is, it is not fully open, but also I will say the black energy that was like coursing through this door is no longer there. You can still see that there is black energy that is on the anvil. There's, there's, it's on different parts of the structure, but the doors themselves, you can now see have like almost reverted to like a like a darkened stone. Like a, it's like a, it's like, it's kind of like a, a burnt stone look, but it doesn't look like that kind of like pitch black obsidian anymore. So the, if the door is cracked, Glenn's going to look to Cosmo like, are you open this? I, I, I can open this one if you want to. This door doesn't seem as, as crazy. You look a little winded and Glenn's going to cast uh, Maximilian's earthen grasp, and he is just going to, like, of this volcanic material, just punch the door as hard as he can. Yeah, I, I love the, uh, I love the visual that, like, uh, a piece, like, a big chunk of, like, uh, volcanic, like, matter just kind of, not, not, like, ember, but the actual, like, ash and soil, like, comes off the side and just, like, punches right through the door and then reverts itself back down, um, and then the door just slams open, and I think that you all experience this. You experience a burst of, of hot air that comes rushing out of the depths of this thing, and not only is it a burst of hot air, uh, but the smell of, like, just decay, like, very obvious decay that just comes bursting out of there, um, followed by a low agonized growl from deep within well um i don't think uh, today could get any fucking worse but well uh, and then he's just like points down the hallway so it's a staircase it's just going down basically try try dying <laughs> uh, no uh, can we do like a, a quick round of a uh, refreshing heals once we get inside that doorway or Ugh. i feel like i need to knock down i got plenty of potions uh here i'm gonna hand cosmo one of the greater one of the expired potions of greater healing yeah cosmo literally walks in the door like holding it like and just literally like slumps up against the first piece of wall he can and just sinks to the ground okay um, yeah, so as you go into the space, I'll just describe it for you. You go down a very, uh, a very short staircase that maybe, you know, 10, 15 steps, uh, short for, you know, fantasy land, uh, where there's lots of stairs. Um, and you essentially go down into this space that is uh, another circular room. And it's very, very familiar to you, um, because it is, it is incredibly similar to what you experienced at the Dusk Forge. Um, in this room, you can see that there are tables all around that seem to be, uh, devoted to different crafts. Uh, there are, there are bookcases that have, like, um, what look like scrolls and, and, and different kinds of tomes that seem to be if last time you experienced something like this it was like something of the masters that had uh, that had like mastered their craft these dwarven masters who had mastered their craft here um, in either you know forging or like you know making automatons whatever the case may be like crafting whatever it was 
Um, but you can also see that there are rooms going off of this uh, that are uh, that you, uh, when you experienced this before, were going off into bedrooms, uh, mess halls, things like that. This is a this is a structure that is designed for not a lot of dwarves, uh, but it is designed to uh, when dwarves would come here on their pilgrimage, uh, seeking their kind of like final crafting pieces, uh, they would stay here for a bit um, after you know kind of after the trials uh, and during their trials, and then would be able to make their way out of here. So it's it's designed to host like you know between ten to fifteen people at a time, uh, and uh, but you can see that. This is in incredible disarray. All the tape, like this is nowhere near at the quality that the Dusk Forge was at. Um, everything in here seems like it has just aged uh, incredibly, like it should not be at the level of decay it is based on the amount of time that you know this has been closed. Like there is just, the, the eminent smells of decay are everywhere. Like everything seems to be rotting at a premature rate. Uh, anybody got ideas on what the hell could be making that noise? <clears throat> it's Goldbreak. He's, he's here. He's, uh, he like, sorry, I, I'll, honestly, I didn't realize that it was like straight into stairs. I literally thought there was like a small room and then stairs. So, I mean, you you can hang out at the top of the at the top of the stairs. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's like a little tiny, uh, like you know, flat area on top of the stairs there. I just meant like obviously, like if, I mean, at this point, I feel like the RP is mostly just carried yeah. us down the stairs. You've, you Cosmo rolled down the stairs, took one HP damage, and then died uh, at died the again. bottom again. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I Thank will you, say too. Irish I, fish. <laughs> I will say too. Uh, Two, two other things that uh, that are in this room, and one of which you, is familiar to you from being at the Dusk Forge. Um, on one of the walls, you can see there is a massive vault door, um, which there are uh, there is a sun and there is a moon, um, the moon of which is illuminated um, in this kind of violet light. The sun is not illuminated. Uh, and this is something you saw at the Dusk Forge as well. Um, and then you can also see that there is a staircase that seems to be kind of uh, on the essentially on the opposite wall from where you're at in this round room, uh, you can see that there is a staircase that seems to be descending to a lower level as well. And you, that's, I will say that, that you hear the, the low growls coming from that staircase. Oh. Uh, Glenn drank one of those expired healing potions. Uh, I did not get a one on the, uh, the, the check oh. against it. Uh, it probably did not taste good, though. I'll say that it's like a it's like a light brown, like a light brownish yeah. red color. It's it's didn't it's taste kinda very chunky. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little chunky. Got to chew your way through. Just Ugh. well, I mean, yes, yes. based on how I'm feeling, that was rough going down the the hatch. But uh, I have a feeling I'm only like 17 HP. So unless you got a little bit more, there's a uh, I might need a break here. I need just, I need a rest. Don't you, uh, just like, I don't really know any other way to say this, but like touch yourself and feel better. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So here's like a mechanics issue, right? So mm -hmm. we leveled up and now I did use my lay on hands down to five. But then when we leveled up, it went jump back to 70 or it goes all the way up. So um, I, I don't let's let, 
let's meet in the middle here. Let's meet in the middle. I'll say that because you leveled up, I'll give you half. I'll give you half your pool. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's the game mechanic just saying, oh yeah, because you leveled up, you go back to full. Or yeah, I think is... that that's. I think that that makes sense. It from a from a from from like a RPG standpoint, but I don't think that that makes sense for for this story. So I'll say that like I'll I'll, I'll allow you half your pool for sure. Okay. Uh, well, being as I'm only like at half, if there is a dragon down there, I'm not sure I want to use it. I might want to just save that for when uh, the going gets tough. Hey, we're not not here to kill this thing. I think we can approach slowly and quietly, but all this decay, uh, if that is gold break down there, it might be looking a little more like Jakar than gold break we were hoping for. So I say tread lightly. Rangram, do you have any thoughts? Is your other hand tingling? Anything going to come out of you? Uh, I certainly <laughs> hope not. That would, that would not be uh, good. Um, I, I can help with the, with the health thing, but I mean... We did just fight like a big evil demon thing, and you boys are a little low on the uh, spells there a little bit. Yeah, I understand. I think we we exhaust resources. I still have here, Cosmo. Just take this. I'm gonna also hand him a superior healing potion. Okay. He does want to tap into his lay on hands, which is eight d four plus eight. I will say too, you guys are in a um, you guys are in a place that was potentially well stocked at some point. Um, so you could do a little bit of uh, searching around too if you guys want to roll some investigations. So you might find some items too if you uh, if you let me know what you're looking for. I ain't touching shit until I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Hey, you know what? That's you know what? That's that's fine. Uh, someone did just die because they touched the door. So who knows if you picked yeah. up like a marble off the ground? It's a marble mimic or something. Power word kill marble. <laughs> Send me back to the shadow realm. Uh, yeah, Glenn's yeah, gonna Pegasus. draw Chandrell and take a like a crouch stance, kind of towards the new stairs, the the next set of stairs down. Um, assuming that the light's still out for uh, the Dusk Forge, I don't think there's really much reason to try that door. Yeah, I'm going to try to knock and see if Melvin answers on the other side or we keep heading down. We had to purify this thing of whatever's here, right? Cosmo? Okay, good talk. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I'm just, I'm so winded here. Uh, I'm just, I'm barely hanging on. Uh, What did you say? I'm, I am. It's okay, we, uh, we're, we're a little tapped. We're trying to figure out if we just need to keep heading down to have to purify whatever's we have to purify the dust fort before we be able to even open up that doorway to Melvin, right? I think we just gotta keep going for the uh, time being. We I mean, who knows? I uh that you asked me like I've been here before. I'm just making it up as I go. <laughs> uh, um you uh, can definitely you can definitely see that the uh there is a forge in the in the center of the room and in the same uh same kind of setup that uh, was in the Dusk Forge, and it is just like pitch black. There's no, there's no fire in it whatsoever, and it seems that's to be one that Rangram like chopped his hand off on, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. So that and that is, uh, you can see it very clearly is emanating a just a large amount of uh, of black energy. I uh, Glenn is going to check his little necro 
cane notifier? Is it glowing at all or is it dormant? It is glowing. It's going. It's, I, I should have alerted you as soon as you uh, as soon as you got closer to the forge. Uh, this thing I agree. is this thing is mm -hmm. all uh, this thing is all uh, I, I it, it is going off. Uh, it is going off crazy like crazy uh, as it is sensing uh, a very specific strain of necrotic energy. Oh, well, I mean, fuck this. This is already kind of taken over by Jakar. How much you really care about the, the Dawn Forge there, Cosmo? Can't we just uh, we just collapse this thing on top of whatever's down there? Because that's going to be just fucking awful if we have, have to fight a gold break version of Jakar. Oh. Have we found a way to purify anything that's been cursed with this shit? Nope. I sure haven't. Uh, Rangrim? God's talking to you at all? Uh, no. I mean, not, not yet. I mean, I was kind of holding off on that, you know, with all the fuck the new gods, you know, stuff going on. So. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I mean, we're out of there. So, you know, hooray for the new gods since we're on this side of uh, the border. All right. Cosmo, he takes his war pick and he kind of uses it like a cane. He stands up and he just kind of slumps it over his shoulder and alright, well let's have a look. There's no turning back now. I ain't died for nothing. <laughs> and uh, Cosmo's just gonna kind of um, he's gonna kind of step up into the room and I mean do I see so we saw the anvil um or the, the the forge. See, yeah. So you guys are in a room. You would assume that you are in a room directly below the round platform that was above you. Um, but you are below lava level at this point. Uh, you would be directly down below. Think of like these these staircase you went down was like slightly spiraling, and then so you're going into like a cylinder essentially right now. Um, and uh, there are rooms that are coming off this cylinder that are extending down into the uh, the the area below. You can also feel that like heat is radiating uh, from from these walls. Um, but yeah, I mean, this room, essentially directly below what you would assume the anvil is above, uh, you can see that there is the forge. The forge is dark. Um, and then across the room from you where you came down the staircase, uh, you can see another descending staircase that is spiraling downwards. Uh, that is where you would, uh, you can hear the uh, the noises from below. You can also smell the stench. Stench of decay uh, is more palpable down there as well. Okay. Uh, I think Cosmo would maybe go up to the forge and investigate that, see if He's not touching. No touching. <laughs> That's a great. No touching. Um, uh, yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Uh, roll me either Arcana or whatever you want to roll, but roll me Arcana or History if you are uh, Arcana or, uh, oh my gosh, um, Religion if you want to uh, learn more about it or if you have another idea. Um, no touching. All right, we'll go with uh, Arcana. I, I don't know anything about it, so it's not History. Uh, whatever. Sure, we can roll. We roll a religion check. They're both plus zeros, but I'll give you advantage on the religion because you are uh, you are a dwarf in a dwarven forge. I'll take uh, that. Dealing with some some stuff. I'll take that. I rolled a six. Yeah, mm, eh, well, we take the six. Okay. Um, I, you just touched something incredibly similar to this, uh, and. Uh, I think that anyone at this point could tell you that uh, that was no accident that that curse was was laid on there. This 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 place has been intentionally uh, kept 
like it, it is trying to ward people. There are things that are specifically targeted with these spells of incredible power to ward people off from restarting this forge. Well, I don't think uh, starting the forge is the way through. I think that might just make things worse if we try and light it. Uh, I say we have a look-see on, uh, on down below and see what uh, old Goldbreak's been doing all these years. Hey. Yeah, hopefully he's just as rotted. It'll be nice and easy. Uh, before we go down, <laughs> uh, Rangram, how many times can you appraise an item with that eye of yours? Because maybe it'd be worth check, looking around real quick, seeing if there's anything of, of value that might be worth uh, bringing. I mean, I can definitely do it a couple times. I would just need, like, oh, the item itself. But all I can really do is tell you if it's, like, magic or what if it's if it's like worth gold or something do you got like, like a thing in mind yeah i was gonna say more along lines of scan the room and see if anything glows particularly valuable or magically because that might be a, an indication of where these little minds are set hmm. i don't know what the spell is it like detect magic style or is it something else it's like you it's just it's like it's identifying legend lore is what the eye has right right uh never mind then. um yeah maybe i misunderstood what spell that would be but we can uh keep moving but we're gonna need to keep an eye out for any of these kind of points of interest or i think you're just gonna assume <laughs> probably gonna be a trap yeah likely uh i guess cosmo would uh kind of wander carefully around the forge over towards the the staircase i don't know which direction to kind of move should i pull up boundary uh yeah so you are not in that map yet um but oh, okay, yeah pull up, uh, let's pull up foundry uh yes. if you are going down the stairs then that uh that is the staircase you'd be coming down oh, okay i mean well i mean i'll go there in a minute then so i would just walk up to the the staircase and i would just Maybe check for any traps around the the door frame. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that while you're walking your way over there, I think that uh, Cosmo is not feeling as sturdy as he normally is. And I'll say that as you're setting your um, your war pick like down using as a cane, like you're feeling when you like the floor below you should be like sturdy. This is like a straight up obsidian. This is made out of like, as you're walking on it, like you can literally feel it crunching beneath your feet as it's dissolved. It's like starting to decay um, as you're walking over it. And like pieces of this, uh, this like obsidian floor are like lifting into the air, like dust around your feet. Like this, this place, I think you even like maybe like side swipe part of a, a desk or like a, a workstation that like the leg literally just like it's like it's rotted away and it just like a leg of it collapses as you barely brush past it. And uh, it just like, you see pieces of, um, I think pieces of old, like uh, odd automatons and, uh, and, and like hammers and small tools, like slide down across this, uh, this rotting workstation. And as they hit the ground, they literally dissolve into powder as the, uh, as this place is like decaying and falling apart. Um, and uh, I will say that you, uh, these things as they're hitting the ground, uh, they are dissolving into a very uh, familiar dust um, that you would recognize as necrocane. Um, and curiosity, the wristband watch thing that I got, um, does, is it like a Geiger counter where it's just saying that there's 
this type of magic everywhere or when I'm in a room with like a strong pull, it points to that item or is it just like, is it aiming in any kind of direction right now? I think it's spinning. I think it's spinning right now. It's it's like I, I think that it would it would have been, and I apologize for not telling you this beforehand. I completely forgot this 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 part. And also, you were running uh, and on fire before when you were getting there. But I mean, I think that like by the time you would have gotten onto the platform, it would have been spinning. Uh, it would have just been it would have been going off. It would have lifted off your arm and would have just been like like alerting uh, you to the presence. I think at this point you've slapped it back down so that it's not just like making a blaring light but i think that this this thing is just like it is going off like crazy and saying that it is all around you essentially it's like the thx of evil and you said this is um it's it's like dim light inside right because all the corrosive yeah uh, it's it's um, it i'm gonna say like that pretty the, well lit i'm gonna yeah I, i'm gonna say it's, it's almost pitch black it's, it's almost completely pitch black in here uh, but you guys all have dark vision so that's how you can see gotcha okay um yeah, I'm uh I'm happy to go down first. I'll be nice and sneaky uh here. Cosmo, why don't you just hold on to this one and if you need it, take it. If not, give it back and I'll give him my uh last superior healing potion. Wow. And Wham. I'm going oh, to turn invisible. <laughs> I, I love that, that visual. He just like hands out this thing and then just goes poof. Yep. <laughs> um, I love and, it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Glenn, you can see that ahead of you, there is a small, uh, small curving staircase that is going down. Um, you can, you can tell that it probably goes down a similar distance, uh, a full floor. So like, um, it's probably a good, you know, 10 to 20 foot staircase uh, that is, uh, that's kind of descending steeply uh, in kind of a spiral fashion. Okay. Um, you, the smell is heinous, by the way. It's it smells like rotting, dead decay from down in and, and like just exacerbated by the fact that it's like a blow dryer that's blowing up this the smell of death at you. I don't know, man. We've been in a ship that eats people. I feel like scent wise at this point, we're pretty pretty used to some crazy shit. It's just you gotta you, know, you just gotta will through it. You gotta get your nose adjusted. Uh, it's all about adjustments. Um, and every time Glenn, yeah, I mean, just filing down, Glenn's going to check for traps on the way, all the way down to the bottom, making okay. sure he's not necessarily touching anything. He doesn't have to, but if there's anything kind of like probing out or reaching out, he's going to like see if there's any trip wires associated with it. And okay, yeah. Uh, once he's me... at the bottom of the staircase, he can yell up for the guys. Yeah, roll me investigation as you're walking down this. Oh, yeah. Uh, boop, 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 boop. 19. Okay. Um, you do not see, uh, you do not notice any uh, magical traps or otherwise as you're making your way down these, uh, these stairs. Um, here's your thoughts. You have passed through a room that is, was incredible, and even the door itself was incredibly intent upon killing pretty much everyone that, that was, uh, that was involved that would, you know, potentially touch it. Um, they are there is a chance that you think maybe they didn't expect anyone to make it this far um or they are lulling you into a false sense of security you don't know which one um but there is a, you are surprised uh either right. way to, to not find anything uh, on this staircase um but yeah so you uh as you descend this staircase uh, i assume with your friends uh following uh behind you, maybe with a little bit of a distance uh you find yourself in and bobby you can uh now turn on the map um 
you you find yourself in a small room uh, that is just made out of uh, it's the same kind of like crumbling volcanic rock uh, that is definitely dwarven made, uh, but seems to be like decayed uh, beyond reason, essentially. And you can see that like there is even some peaks of um, like, you know, kind of bright, uh, bright lights uh, through it. Like they're almost like the lava is like starting to make its way. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just just behind the wall kind of situation, which is kind of unsettling. Uh, but you can also see this parts of the walls have collapsed. Like there, this is uh, this is not a uh, no longer the same kind of like rigid dwarven structure that it was originally. Um, but in front of you, you can see that there is a uh, a closed door um, that is uh, that seems to have a just uh, a big sturdy lock uh, directly on the door in front of you. Next to the guys, but invisible, so I don't know if they know where I'm at. Uh, he's gonna just kind of whisper, like, uh, "We got a big old door right here." I'm Happy to try picking the lock first, but I'd maybe stand back a little bit because we don't know what might not might be on the other side. Yeah, watch out uh, for uh, power word kills. You never know when those are coming. Yeah, guys, uh, locked and loaded. And Glenn's gonna Barely. remove Chandrell from his back and start picking the lock with his mage hand. Okay, if there is a keyhole to it. There, there is. So there's a huge. It, the lock is built into the like the, the the keyhole is built into the door itself. Uh, this is a very like sturdy, like metal uh, or, uh, metal door that is in front of you. Um, and uh, you, uh, yeah, roll me a sleight of hand. Uh, Twelve plus a bunch, twenty-seven. Um, you feel like this uh, this thing should should be opening for you. Um, but as you are, as you're messing around with it, you are noticing that like the tumblers inside are incredibly, incredibly heavy and your thieves tools like do not have the ability. Like if you push them anymore, they are going to start breaking. Like, you can tell that like, you know exactly what this thing, uh, like how to open this thing, but the tumblers inside are way too heavy for your thieves tools. And if you continue, you're going to break them. Uh, but you know that very, very, very clearly. What uh, do you take a different tact in opening these? This this door, trying to open the door. Uh, Thieves' tool wasn't the move, so I'm gonna try. Sorry, is there any other way around? It's just this one door in this room, right at the bottom staircase. It's, it's, no other... it's just the one door, um, and I, with your passive perception, uh, I think you can uh, you can hear this. Uh, you hear a uh, you hear a slow uh, chuckling uh, under under like just very very slow, like very very low, like very quiet. And it seems to be emanating from the lock itself, and just goes, <laughs> "Stupid elf!" Did you? Do you guys hear that? Oh uh, yeah. Did that door just talk shit to you? Hear what? How the fuck did you know I was an elf? Door, did you just talk shit? Um, you see what look like uh, two knockers that are uh, up on the door on either side, uh, on either side of it. Um, that actually uh, seem to kind of like lift up uh, and uh, kind of like as if they're looking at you kind of like give a blink um, and then uh, you hear it again go oh yeah why don't you just use your thieves tools again (laughs) that'll work Uh, this is quite alarming I've never tried to pick a lock that talked back but um, I mean can I offer you this Uh, you can open the door for us, which would be greatly appreciated. I, I feel like we're trying to uh, 
probably relieve you of whatever killed all of your compatriots around here. Or I'm going to fill your lock full of water and turn it into a giant five-foot ice cube and smash you from the inside out. So you got options. Um, roll me either persuasion or intimidation. I think I, it could go either way. Is it extra scary because I'm invisible? And so I'm just being, he's just someone That's, talking uh, shit That's from fair, the yeah. nothings. Uh, that wasn't very good either way. Uh, fuck, four? Four. Uh, well, this door does have, uh, and it's very technical. It's called Elf Sense, so it can, it can, it knows that you're that when <laughs> Elf is around. Um, nice. But uh, I, I think that uh, I think the the door is like, huh, I, I'm, I'm big and strong. Whatever, dude, do your worst there, Elf. And he just kind of is chuckling to itself uh, again, and kind of like the the knockers are flapping. Uh, I'll tell you what, Bachran would have a field day with this asshole. I, uh, guys, quick, quick huddle, quick huddle. Uh, Flynn invisibly grabs the, the dwarves around their shoulders, <laughs> goes, uh, guys, do you think we could scare the fuck out of this thing if we show them all the doorknobs we've claimed in our journeys? I mean, well, he knows we're, we're the Grim Reaper of doors. Maybe. Or we can just <laughs> ask it. You guys are adorable. <laughs> hey, shut up. Uh, yeah, it's actually a good idea too, Cosmo. I guess we could be nice. Kind of a kind of a dick. It's kind of a, the, the door version of a lot of the dwarves I've met. So maybe you guys would have a better chance. <laughs> it, you see the door behind you guys uh, kind of like open slightly and goes, look, look, you can go in. And you see it like pass through the door, this like small crack in the door. You can see that there's like a massive, what looks like a, a like a lava pool that is like contained in the center. Um, and then uh, do you do you start moving towards it at all? It's open about maybe six Fuck inches. No. Uh, what okay, kind of no. question is that? <laughs> uh, Sorry, okay, I spoke so for Cosmo, live your best life. Uh, Cosmo. Okay. Yes. All right. So see, I can see through the doorway. It's about six inches. So it's open about six inches right now. And it's I just can like see slowly. The space. It's like it's. Yeah, you can see it's just slightly. Um, as actually, as you're looking through the space, you see something like spectral and red pass by the open, uh, the the this the slightly open door, um, and it's just like it's just gone in a second. It just kind of passes by the six inches that are open. But the door is like, what are you gonna do, coward? Come on! And it's like kind of like it's opening just slightly more. It's eight inches open wide now. I I, I have too low what, HP. I have chicken, too low, I have too low HP. Do I do it? We fucking nah, go it's not worth going. It's not worth going in there by yourself. I know that whatever that red figure is. No, nah, I don't want to find out. I, there is no fucking around going to happen there. Uh, is anyone doing anything? This door is open about eight inches uh, now, and it's it's kind of like you can tell that this it's reaching a crescendo. Is, is Cosmo doing anything? Is Rangram doing anything? Um, Uh, fuck it. Rangram's gonna, gonna motion his... to the door like he's gonna run okay. through, but then stop before breaching the door itself. Okay, just, just, I'm gonna try and juke him a little bit. Okay, um, Glenn, were you gonna do anything, or uh, are you gonna let that happen? Uh, yeah, I'll definitely let that happen. Totally, okay. totally, totally uh, down to see what happens on that one. I mean, the door. As soon as Rangram starts moving towards it, the door, slams shut and just like bursts into laughter. The door, not the the the, the knockers are just flapping um, as it's uh, as it's guffawing. Um, but you can see that as it's laughing, uh, it's kind of like you can see the door opening like two inches, three inches, two inches, three inches. As it's laughing, uh, as if that it, that's its mouth. 
Well, I mean, do we just kill this fucking door? Starting to feel <laughs> like thinking, it. How, how hard is it just to, like, make a door right next to it? Can't we just knock out a wall real quick? Hey, door, how strong are the walls next to you? Uh, they talk as much as you? You see the, the knockers, like, look over to the left and look over to the right uh, and just kind of go, uh, I am super strong, super strong. Gee, yeah, there's no way through him. No Co way. Cosmo flips his war pick around and steps up and drives the pointy edge into the side of the wall. Into the wall? Yeah, next to the door. Okay, <laughs> I love it. Um, you <laughs> you smash into the wall. Uh, roll me an attack. Uh, roll me, yeah, uh, actually, roll, yeah. Yeah, roll me an attack. I think that's better. All right. Uh, 22. Okay. Um, I think that uh, you definitely, like, I think you know you could make, you you, you hit this, this thing with your pick, um, and you can see that, like, these walls are incredibly, uh, while they were previously, like, incredibly strong, like, obsidian is an incredibly strong material, these things are decomposed to the point where, like, a big chunk of it falls down. Um, and I think that you can see, like, if you continue doing this, um, it will, it will likely, uh, it, you will likely be able to make your way through. But as you do this, you feel uh, some dust uh, kind of come from the ceiling above you uh, and like fall onto your shoulders as you feel this place kind of like give a little quake as you, uh, as you kind of take out some of that support. All right, Dor, how are you feeling? Pretty strong. Yeah, just, oh. uh, just, yeah, just take that wall out. Be oh. all cool. Just take a nap down here in the dirt together forever. You're Hanging only... out. We'll have a good conversations. You're only as uh, strong as the wall around you, eh? Uh, you're getting bored. Uh, I've been, I haven't talked to anyone in like hundreds of years and you're already boring me. Hold on. We got to, we got to conspire a, a plan while you, to figure out how to get past you, just just one second, and Glenn's gonna cast minor illusion and just put a blindfold over the knockers. <laughs> I think we could just either try to kill this thing or keep moving because whatever's behind that door might not be uh, as interesting and worth our time. We could just slam through this wall and try to sprint through as fast as we can. But I don't think or we uh, could try to get this thing to keep running its stupid mouth. I think we want to talk shit to it. I mean, it feels, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel a little stupid talking shit to a door. I say you just knock its doorknob off and we push our way in. I'm really tired. and I'm I mean, that's kind of more my speed. I'm just going to hit it and like something, you know. It, just hit it right in the knocker. Just let it have it. All right. Hold on. How big is the room? Like how far back from the door could we get? Uh, Looks like. Looks like it's about twenty feet uh, from from the door. You could uh, maybe fifteen feet away from the from the door. That's that's where the the room is relatively small. All right, so aiming directly at one of the knockers, I'd say I'm gonna throw my warhammer at it using the. Um, oh, sorry, I can just there's a different feature on it, but I'm gonna I can use it as a ranged attack because it's melded with the javelin. So I'm just gonna. 
chuck it directly at the doorknob as hard as I can. Okay. Um... And just to scare the shit out of it, Glenn's going to drop the minor illusion as it's about to be impacted. Like, just to okay. scare it. Okay. Um, then I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give it a... Okay. Uh, it failed its uh, its deck saving throws there uh, to to try to uh, essentially open Not a very dexterous to, door uh, open wide to try to let this thing fly through it and then close uh, and you catch it full uh, like it you take the blindfold off of it right as uh, this javelin's about to hit it and it, you just see it like it's it like well it's it's knockers go wide as this thing like hits the door and like you just see <laughs> one of the pieces of the door just like it concaves inwards and bends uh, and just kind of like these doors slam open on the other side uh, and you just hear like a, a resounding oof as this, uh, as this, you, you just like, these doors are now like almost concave, rounded uh, in the center where you have blasted this, uh, this hammer through it. Um, and uh, you can now see into the door beyond as this door is uh, kind of grumbling underneath its breath. Um, in the center of the room, there is this massive, fountain that is uh, full to the brim with lava. Um, around it, you can see that there are uh, eight chalices, uh, all of which have a, a distinct color to them. Also, in the room, uh, you can see that there are three ghosts. Uh, the ghosts are all illuminated uh, with a, a different light. Uh, in this room, you can see a red one, you can see a green one, and you can see a purple one. And they are, uh, I think as soon as you open this door, this this red ghost is kind of just like, just moving on its own way. Even as the door uh, opens up, it seems to be kind of just going in a circle around this, uh, this fountain in the middle. Uh, the purple ghost uh, seems to be uh, forging something um, over, uh, over, basically over the edge of this lava pit. Um, it's, it's just like hammering a hammer on nothing essentially. Um, and then you can see that there is the green ghost that as soon as the door opens, um, you see it kind of like, just like take off some sort of like spectral t-shirt, just like takes it off and throws it down and just starts moving towards you and just says, fight me. Come on. What are you going to do? And he like, it takes some gloves off and throws them down on the ground. It's like, come on, let's go. And just immediately is moving towards you guys uh, with, uh, with a, a bunch of uh, apparently angry intent. You don't, you don't want to do that, mate. That, that's that's not. What if I do? What if I do? What I, What are you gonna do? And he, he kind of like does a couple jabs uh, with these spectral hands in your in your uh, direction. <laughs> Is the door like completely open, or we can just kind of see through because it's kind of damaged, right? Oh no, it's completely open, and you can hear it groaning. Completely open. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's on either side, like this, like. Ugh. Nice, nice. Uh, oh, funny. Oh, I actually go invisible. That's, I saw that's that. awesome. I, you just disappeared. I just saw that. That's actually I awesome. Um, I will also uh, say this too. All of these spectral figures, um, while you cannot see uh, like very like fine details of their forms, they all seem to be dwarven in stature. Great. Uh, uh, why, why, why the aggression there, uh, friend? Why are you trying to fight me? Why are you trying to be a little nerd? Come on, let's go. <laughs> Uh, uh. Oh, be chicken? I, I huh? really no. Huh? I just really don't have time for this, mate. It just well, it, I do, and it's gonna move. Uh, it's gonna move up you, and is going to uh, attack you. All right, oh, all right. Shit. Come on, show. Give me your best shot at it. That is a natural twenty. 
Uh, oh it's my a, god! <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be a twenty-five uh, total with the uh, uh, with <laughs> with fair. the plus. Um, so it is going to uh, roll a little bit of uh, roll a little bit of damage on you. Um, I will say it is uh, it is punching you with its uh, with its fisty cuffs. Um, so it is um, it doesn't seem to be doing its full damage. Um, so that's just going to be. 11 damage, uh, 11 necrotic damage as this thing punches you in the side of the face and you see Cosmos like do the slow motion like spit come out as this uh, as this ghost punches him in the face and goes, come on, what do you got? I'm, I'm not fighting you. Um, okay, uh, he's going to turn to, uh, he's going to turn to Ranger and be like, come on, what are you, you going to do? Shorty? Is he, the same height is he taller you. You than might me? Even be, no, he's a, he might even be a little shorter. Oh, mate, you got to check some of your shit there. I mean, trust me, I'm not the one. And as I say that, I'm going to recall my Warhammer from the door. And just just Thor just flies right to my hand. I'm like, hey, we've had a bad day. You don't want to do this. I have no idea what's happening. Um, where the fuck did Glyn go? He's still invisible. Great. Goes- so we're just gonna we're just gonna deal with this dickhead while he's off stealing something. Yeah, whatever. It's it's, it's jumping side to side right now, like doing uh doing air jabs, like it's going. What's a glint? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn from like the other side of the ghost, because I, I think Glenn would have like snuck around. Goes, uh, Rangram, just kind of th- fuck him up. Ah, oh, God, what? Yeah, when he turns, I'm hoping Rangrima brings the smoke. Locks him. Yep, once he gets slightly distracted, Rangrim's coming from the floor, and I'm hitting him right in the ghost balls with the hammer. Okay, uh, you go to hit them with your hammer, uh, and it passes right through. Oh, fuck this place. What? What kind of cheap move is that? <laughs> you just got to... Got to do with the mono mono dwarf on dwarf. Let's go! And he like uh, he like puts his hands up again. Uh, goes kind of keys weapons. Come on! While he's doing that, I'm gonna go and try and kick him in the ghost balls. <laughs> okay, uh, roll an attack. Um, would it be that's an unarmed attack? Yeah. Um, I don't even know what my bonus is for that. I'm proficient with unarmed strikes, I think. It's gonna be your plus well, it's not, to it's, hit. It's, it's, you're using your foot, so it's definitely unarmed. <laughs> womp 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 I get disadvantage for the rest of the game because I heard that. Um well <laughs> I rolled a 15. I don't I don't know what my bonus. So if you go to uh, actions, but, you go to that's actions. That's enough to hit. It's yeah, okay. That's enough to hit. Oh, is there that I have a plus eight to hit. <laughs> so uh Rangrim's entire uh story arc from now on is just becoming a like a, a backstreet bar brawler. Basically, mm-hmm. back streets, back, back streets, brawl. All right, uh, roll, roll that damage there, Rangram. And unarmed's just a d4, I believe, right? Yeah, plus your strength, yeah, yeah. plus your strength. So that's a five, yeah, five damage just, to his ghost balls. I think it's just flat. Five, my unarmed strike is just a flat five damage. Um, every time. Y- you uh 
you bring your foot around as this as this ghost is taunting you, this green ghost, and uh, just wallop it right directly um, in the uh, in the dwarven family jewels. And uh, this thing lifts off the ground a good uh, two feet, uh, and then kind of like floats in the air, kind of like slowly floating around. Just goes, yep, that'll do it, and then explodes. <laughs> and uh, a, uh, a, a, a ball, an orb of an orb of green light, uh, kind of like um, like this basically this like <clears throat> sphere, uh, kind of like falls to the ground uh, and kind of bounces, uh, emanating that uh, this green light. Um, and uh, as uh, I think as this uh, this like green orb kind of uh, comes to rest um, at Rangrim's feet, uh, you see in the room uh, beyond, you can see that there are seemingly two spectral forms uh, that are kind of moving around in it, um, one of which is still continuing to seemingly hammer on something, create craft something that is spectral uh, on the edge of this lava pit, um, and a red one uh, that is kind of like hovering its way towards you, uh, looking rather downtrodden um, as it uh, as it moves your way. Um, and it just kind of comes over to you and just goes, hi. Uh, the red one was the one that was forging, right? No, the red one is the uh, is the one that was pacing. It was kind of pacing, pacing. around. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Pur- the red one. The red one's okay. on the pacing, um, and it kind of moves uh, moves towards you. It's not t- walking directly. It's not moving directly up to you. It's kind of standing in the doorway. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it, you essentially see this this spectral form that is uh, is moving up to you, just kind of in a the most eeyore voice possible. She goes, "Hi, hi. I'm not going to. I kick this one in the nuts too. I'm not too sure what's happening." Kind of feels like life's already kicked in the nuts enough. Yeah, amen, amen to that, brother. It's really just takes everything from you, doesn't it? <sighs> just, oh man, thinking that hearing you talk about kicking something in the nuts really makes me think of my friends back home. <sighs> Why don't you go visit your friends back home? Oh, wish it was that simple. Just, down here a long time. Yeah. Lots well, uh not really not really a lot of ways out of here, unfortunately. Well, uh sound, sounds like you might know this place pretty well, and we're always kind of looking for a guide. Do you wanna be our friend? Hey, uh roll uh roll persuasion check. Why do I talk? <laughs> Five. <laughs> Um, he, uh, they, they don't seem to really take, uh, too, uh, too well to either. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really feel like it. Just kind of, just kind of, I mean, just kind of like, they, they just kind of trail off as they're, uh, as they're saying, they just don't really, don't really feel like it. I just wish someone to remind me of home. So, like, where where's this like home you keep uh, talking about? Oh, oh man, uh, just you know, from way across the somewhere way across the seas, you wouldn't you wouldn't know. It's it was a wonderful city, dwarven in construction, but on the surface, and just I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen anything that reminded me of Dwarven City, been down here for too long, surrounded by these same ghouls. 
that wouldn't happen to be a, a big, beautiful, golden dwarven city, would it? Um, roll me. I, I, I think that that's. I think that's plenty. Actually, I, I don't even have to roll anything. Um, I, I think that they, uh, they, you see them uh, perk up uh, for a, uh, for a minute and uh, kind of look at you and goes, maybe. What do you know about it? Well, I mean, personally, I've I've never been, but I've got a a friend who who I believe was grew up there as well. Uh, Cosmo, do you? Recognize this ghost? Uh, roll a roll a history check. Uh, Sixteen. Uh, I think you can confidently say, based on the 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 garb of this dwarf, that uh, I think they were around hundreds of years before uh, before you were. Um, so I, you do not recognize them, uh, but I will say that you do recognize uh, the garb that they're wearing. Uh, you, maybe there's a little sigil on it that is uh, very clearly fa- from uh, Golden Grim. Yeah, I can uh, I can tell you uh, from uh, from Golden Grim there, uh, mate. Don't think we've ever met though. Um, I think that immediately they they're you know they're kind of perking up at this. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I am definitely from Golden Grim. It's been. And, and like, uh, what? And they're, they're honestly just like, uh, okay, it's been so long. I just tell me something about. Tell me, tell me anything. How is the city doing? How how are the people? How? Tell me a story. Well, I was born there. Uh, I didn't live there very long. My my father was uh was a paladin. Served there, and. Uh, we fought to protect that city, and uh, it was a great city, great, great city. We left because the region, the region had changed. Things weren't as they should be, and um, well, that's kind of why we're here. We're we're here because Golden Grim needs our help. It it needs your help. As um, uh, Cosmo, as you are, as you are Glenn telling slow him, claps in the background. <laughs> Um, well, may not have the exact, uh, uh, repercussions you were hoping for, uh, as you are telling this, uh, the, as you are telling these, these stories of Golden Room, as, of your past that is tied to this, uh, this city, you see, uh, this, this, this red ghostly figure, um, just kind of, you see their eyes, like, kind of wander off and just, like, they're lost in just, like, contentment. Um, and as you were telling this, as you're talking to them essentially about Golden Grim, uh, you see them uh, begin to fade away uh, and a red orb uh, drops to the ground. And these things are about like, um, maybe like cue ball sized, something like that. And they're not exactly like crystal, in, but they are solid and like emanate this kind of like warm white, uh, like that is uh, that you can feel in your hand, almost like a, uh, uh, just you know, a comfortable, a comfortable light. Uh, but you now have a green and an, a red orb. Uh, I don't know whether or not you pick them up, uh, but they are uh, they are just kind of sitting on the ground. Um, and you are now in this room that is, um, I don't know if you guys want to move forward so that the rest of the room is illuminated. Uh, but the uh, the room itself is a square uh, with some of the walls that have collapsed. Um, you can see that uh, there are two other doors that exit off of this room, uh, neither of which are open currently. Uh, 
but you can see that there is still the uh, purple form of the uh, purple ghost that is uh, hammering at something uh, busy, uh, busy doing uh, something uh, on the edge of the uh, the forge here. Are we in the room now? If you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. if you want to be, you just got to move in. Okay, I'm trying to move my guy, it just keeps flashing. There we go. I was like, I didn't, I, you guys started without me. So I came back in and uh, I was like, we're talking to a red one now. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, you can see that there are two other doors, uh, the two other doors, uh, one to your left, one to, uh, one to your, uh, or one to your left, one to the north. Um, but yeah, there is just this purple ghost that is uh, hammering on the edge of this platform. Oh, uh, well, I, uh, so what are you working on there, friend? And he like looks over at Cosmo, like, am I doing this right? Just like shrugs, but I would walk over to him and try to uh, liven up a conversation. Okay. Um, I think with your passive investigation as you're walking up and also your knowledge of, uh, of forging and craftsmanship, um, there is nothing that this dwarf is uh, that this dwarf is working on, uh, but they are hammering with a spectral hammer. Um, you can see that even though they aren't crafting something, you can you recognize expert mastery of this this tool in their hand. Um, and even though there is nothing that they are forging, you can tell that their movements and the way they are moving, you can almost see something that they're making. Um, even if it's not actually making something. And this uh, this figure kind of uh, doesn't break eye contact with what they're doing. Um, and But they are just like diligently working on this essentially invisible item that they are uh, they are essentially crafting uh, with without essentially, you know, without paying you any mind at all. Hey, you're real good with that um, uh, hammer there, friend. Uh, roll me a uh, hmm, roll me a persuasion check to see if you can get their attention. I know you are a, a charismatic uh, young man as well, the old man for I rankers. certainly am. Persuasion. Yep. That's a sixteen. Perfect. Uh, you uh, you know you kind of uh, you know give this uh, this second uh, call out to this uh, this figure as they are as they're kind of hammering away, and I think that just for a second. Uh, they kind of break their concentration and look over at you, uh, and you can see just like this is a gr like very clearly like a very a graybeard that is uh, that is just kind of like their eyes are like like just bagged like they have just been looking uh, you know focused on this thing for uh, I don't know however however long and their eyes are just like these pits of like purple light violet light, um, and they go the only way to truly master your craft is to work at it diligently. Uh, you, and he kind of looks you over and goes, you seem to be learned yourself in the crafting arts. Would you be open to a competition to see, pit my skills against yours? Oh, now you're speaking my language, friend. Yeah, what? well, yep, mm-hmm. I will warn you, I have never been defeated. Well, that makes two of us. <laughs> Um, okay, I love it. Uh, I think that uh, they uh, they kind of ready themselves uh, on the edge of this. Uh, and uh, here's the thing: um, they are not crafting anything. They are just showcasing their essentially their skill uh, crafting an invisible item that does not exist. Um, how is Rangrim 
what are how are you setting yourself up to compete against them as they uh, as they essentially ready themselves to craft another invisible item? Um, Rangrim's like looking around, like, so like, am I supposed to just like what are what are the rules here? Like, what are we doing? You want me to just like, I mean, I can hammer thin there too. Like, I'm real good at that one. Um. I think uh, I think that he look. I think that they look over at you, um, and uh, I, I think that they uh, they go. Well, if you don't know that, then this bike, this competition might be easier than I thought. And you see them bring their hammer down on midair, and you hear it uh, it it ping um, as if it's hitting something, uh, even though this air in front of them is empty. Um, and they have begun crafting uh, this crafting challenge. Uh, Rangram, what are you doing? Um, I am looking over at Cosmo and like, Glenn, like I thought I had this one. Uh, I'm not really too sure what I'm supposed to do. So I'm just gonna... He reaches into his backpack and he pulls out the some of the remaining doorknobs and just places his hand over them. And I'm just going to use my artisan's blessing to make a martial weapon. We'll say longsword. Okay. Um, roll me. Uh, hmm. Roll me a, a d20. Roll me. Roll me a d20 with advantage. So just roll two d20s and take the highest. Uh, that would be a natural 20, sir. Okay. This, uh, you see this, um, this dwarf who is like crafting away and you can tell like their, their movements are like precise. They have been working at this for who knows how long, hundreds of years crafting, uh, just, they don't even need at this point to have an item to craft. They know exactly what they're doing and they could craft expert level air essentially uh with the with these skills but the one thing they can't do is just summon an item out of the ether out of doorknobs and i think that as you as they watch you summit like create this essentially brass longsword out of nothing as you kind of wave your hand across this this doorknobs you've laid out in a straight line um i think that they just uh essentially the situation like now i've seen everything and you see them just like their mouth open a gate as they drop their hammer and uh, it and them and they dissolve um, as the uh, purple orb drops to the ground and rolls to your feet. He's disappearing. Klingo goes. I guess he wasn't that good of a craftsman. <laughs> um, you see a door uh, to your left uh, that opens up, uh, revealing a chamber beyond that seems to be more natural in uh, in its construction. Um, the the area beyond here has like very clearly like degraded uh to an extreme amount to the point where like this is just a natural chamber beyond here um and uh you can you you can sense uh you know that there are uh, at least uh there's at least another entity that is beyond this uh this doorway uh lynn i guess invisibly is going to walk through the doorway um take a peek inside okay um, you can see that there is uh, tucked into in the little alcove uh, to your right, Glenn, 
you can see that there is a ghost that is just uh, it, it's it's like a it's dark in color. It's almost like black, uh, and it doesn't seem to be like the same kind of like corruption that is in the rest of this place. It's just almost like a dark smoke. Um, it comprised in the same way the other ghosts are, um, and you can see it's just moving around and it's like looking as if it's like searching for something. It's just like looking around on the ground. Uh, you see it picking up its shirt from time to time, like it's looking for something. Um, and then farther in the distance, uh, right at the edge of where you can very clearly see there is a lava flow that is coming right up to uh, to this, uh, this natural kind of uh, created chamber. Um, you can see it goes right into the lava flow. Uh, you can see there's just a, a ghost that is uh, like almost like completely white uh, that is uh, just standing facing out towards the lava. Uh, Glenn is going to get close to the ghost in that's like an all black and kind of stand near it and do an investigation check to see if he can figure out what this guy is trying to find. Uh, okay, yeah, roll me an investigation check. Uh, wow, uh, 21, 30, okay. 30, 21. Um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, you are looking around and you don't see anything on the ground. This is just like a crumbling part of a chamber. Um, but you can hear under, uh, this, this ghost muttering under its breath goes, I swear it was here. I swear it was here. It was just here. It was, it was, it was just here. I just, what had. are you, what are you looking for? Just like creepily right over his shoulder. Oh God. Uh um I had I had a, a hammer. I swear I just had it. I said the boss is gonna be so mad. I swear I just had it. Um, and this ghost seems a little younger than the rest of them. It seems like a, a younger dwarf. Um, and like, as he's kind of talking, it's uh, it seems like a little bit quavery as if it's like legitimately afraid of that, you know, it's going to get in trouble for losing this, this hammer. Right. Is it just any hammer? You're just looking for a hammer? We have plenty of hammers. It's, it's, it's the boss's hammer. I shouldn't have borrowed it. I knew it's just, it's gotta be around here somewhere. I just had it. You, you took the boss's hammer. Did you ask the boss? Uh, don't tell him, please don't tell him. I, and it, like, you can see it kind of getting agitated, um, and like starting, you can see this black energy whipping around it as it's getting more agitated. Um, it's like, don't, you're not going to tell it, are you? You're not going to tell them. No, no, no. Why would we, why would we tell the boss? I mean, you, you and I have been working here for so back long. Down. <laughs> you see them shrink back down as they were like getting like worked up. We're, we're in this together. Where was the, the last place you saw it? I don't remember. I was... And he's like pointing like kind of off into the like the other room. He's like, I was over there. He's like, I was over there. I swear. I, you know what? I just. I think. You know what? I think I left something else with it, too. If you can find it'll be it'll be it won't be by itself. It'll be with something else. I, I know I forgot something else there, too. Could you, would you help me find it? I, I know it has to be in here somewhere. Not like sure. right here, but it has to be in this space somewhere. I, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I've been looking, for, I've been looking for, I feel like forever. And I, I can't find it. Maybe you can find it. I have, I have bad news for you a little bit. You, you might've been looking forever, but I have good news. I'm happy to help you find it. So do you remember what this other thing was? Or is it just, uh, there's going to be an object with a, a hammer next to it. I, I, I can't remember. I, I think that, I think that that's about as good as I can, I can do for you. I, if it's a hammer, just, if you find a hammer, bring, just 
bring it over, and I, I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll be able to uh, tell you whether or not uh, it's it's the one. It's 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 very distinct. You'll know. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll go take a look. And Glenn's gonna kind of go down the corridor, but he's gonna yell back to the guys before he does. He goes, uh, if anybody sees a uh, the boss's hammer, can you bring it to our uh, our friend over here in the corner? He seems. Uh, seems like he's looking for it, and maybe don't bring up the fact that uh, the boss is probably looking for it because he's a little a little stressed. Uh, you hear a raspy voice uh, coming from the edge of the water, the lava flow from the white ghost. It goes, "Is that over here?" <coughs> oh, okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, why are you over there? Uh, I don't really know. But I can't seem to move. But I'm hot as hell over here. You are directly next to the lava. You, you recognize that, right? <laughs> Thank you very much. <clears throat> I can't seem to move, but uh, do you have any way to cool me down? Something refreshing, maybe? No. I gave all my refreshing things to uh, my dwarven <laughs> friend over here, so uh, I don't actually have anything too refreshing. I mean, I could try some, you drink water. I just don't have any dwarven ale, and I don't think I've ever seen a dwarf drink water. It seems kind of offensive to offer. I don't know if I can drink water, but let's let's give it a go. And like Glenn, as he's kind of walking down this way, but because he's within 30 feet, Glenn's going to mage hand float his water skin over to him and try to like birdie birdie it to him but probably not really worry too much about getting in his mouth and just see if it can affect him at all uh with the proximity to the water the the lava flow um you uh you get the water skin close and it starts to smoke um and even as the water is pouring out of it it is uh, evaporating before it uh it touches Very the ghost um and uh, as you're uh, going down this little passageway here, Glenn, uh, you can see that it doesn't go very far and it actually ends uh, kind of abruptly. Um, and uh, even with, with your high and in, you know, passive investigation, um, I'm going to say that you don't really see anything down here. Um, it seems to just be a, 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 a part of a natural cave structure that is uh, kind of collapsed at the end. Hmm. Uh, Going to yell back to the guys. Uh, no hammer down this corridor, from what I could tell. He said it was it was going to be with an item. Uh, friends, you figure? Do you remember what that item was yet? Or are you still trying to brainstorm on what you might have forgot with the hammer? Oh, I forgot. I didn't realize you were talking to me. Um, I don't. I just wish I knew where it was. I. Uh, he's like, he's like, you see him like kind of like rocking his head back and forth, just like, I just don't know where it is. I'm gonna get in so much trouble. It has to be here. I, I, I don't know if it's here. And he's like motioning around. He's like, but it's here. Oh, <laughs> great. You've also Does that been help in the you? wizard weed. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Help us. Spins around here. The the hammer <laughs> was inside your heart all along, my guy. Uh I'm going to go help the, the thirsty friend. Um, sir, just, uh, I guess, open your mouth one more time. I'm going to try one more thing. And from that water skin, he's kind of pulled it back a little bit. But I'm going to cast Shape Water, and it's going to, like, you know, Avatar float towards him. And the second it gets, like, right to him, it, I'm going to freeze all of it as it gets, like, near that little, like, evaporation layer. I'm going to try to, like, freeze it before it starts to evaporate. Hopefully it'll 
melt onto him. Okay. Um, you, uh, you, you do this little stunt. And I think as this thing just like blasts into this, uh, this kind of like frosted mist onto this, uh, this white ghost, uh, you see like their face just kind of light up in contentment and goes, Oh, that's brisk baby. And then dissolves and then <laughs> drops a white sphere. <laughs> uh, um, the, this episode Glenn brought you by brisk guy's tea. Which is no more? Is that a thing? Is that even still a company? I don't know. R.I.P. Oh, man. I feel like that's an R.I.P. I almost Um, spit beer everywhere. Don't do that. F F in chat for brisk. Uh, You you hear a uh, door behind you open a rain grim as uh, the the door to the north side of the chamber essentially uh, opens up. Glenn with his mage hand because it's really hot over there, like grabs the the white orb and just kind of rolls it. Towards the <laughs> okay chalices in was, the middle. Yeah, I was curious if anyone picked these things up yet or put them into the chalices at all. Not yet. Not That's yet. Fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, the the door to the uh, north of you is open. Uh, there still is the black ghost who is uh, searching uh, basically everywhere around, just moving around constantly, just kind of trying to find uh, this thing. But they're not moving very far, and they don't seem to pass through the door or follow you guys. Uh, they seem to just be kind of moving around. Uh, in this area looking uh, fruitlessly. Uh, Rangram would go to the door on the north side of the chamber and be like, all right, what's or what, what's your thing? What What is it? <laughs> uh, you hear a, I mean, in the context of this, because it's coming from a ghost, I will say it's spooky. Uh, you hear a, uh, it's this is younger even by far than the the other uh the other kind of like adolescent ghost uh, oh, that's shit. looking for their hammer um you see just a small like uh, dwarven uh female and you hear their voices go haha find me and then they disappear <laughs> Rangram's gonna kill Rangram's another like, kid fuck this is oh the only book Rangram has read in his entire life is the shining the only book he's ever read. <laughs> preps him um, for this moment. <laughs> by the way, that ghost was yellow, and they just disappeared. Well, um, you guys can help that other guy look for his hammer. Apparently, I gotta go chase a little kid. Just don't kill it this time, all right? It's already dead. I can't kill it. Well, <laughs> you said. What does dead man ever die? And I'm gonna make my way down this uh, hallway here. Okay. Um, as you uh, as you are moving your way down the hallway, you can see that it is very very narrow. Um, and uh, as you come to a T, you can see that uh, to your left uh, there is the chamber is almost completely blocked off on your left hand side, maybe just nary five feet away from you. Um, there there seems to be like a, just a, a collapse of boulders that have like blocked this off almost completely. Um, and to your right, uh, you can see that it opens up into, it, it not opens up, but it's it's a narrow passageway uh, that seems to open up to a couple smaller chambers. Um, and at the end of it, you can see that there is uh, an orange glowing ghost um, that is uh, just seemingly crying uh, facing into the corner. So this one's orange. The other one was yellow, right? Yeah. Different colors. So we have... Okay. So we have black, white... Purple, green. Is that it? We're missing. Uh, yeah, you're missing you black, have, blue, orange, and yellow. 
I thought we did mm-hmm. black. I thought black. What was the one that you helped that was looking black's, for? Oh, black's black's, black's looking for the hammer. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, okay. All right. Just tracking. Keep going with Rangrim. Uh, oh. Okay. Yep. Rangrim, you can see that orange ghost. Um, and uh, like I said, you can, to your, uh, behind you, there's a, a collapsed, uh, partially collapsed hallway. And then straight in front of you, there's an orange ghost. And what you see. Ringram's gonna like walk down the hallway slowly, and I can, you know, as I say, move forward. There's these little alcoves, and I'm like peeking, like I'm gonna find you. Um, <laughs> and he's like, looks over to the orange guy, so I go, "Well, I'll get to you in a minute." Um, you can see that there's a door uh, blocking off, uh, blocking off a. Uh, there's a closed door uh, to your north. Um, and as you get further into this passageway, you can see that there's just like a small uh, collapsed alcove, um, but there doesn't seem to be much else in these uh, these empty rooms. Just this uh, crying orange ghost. The thing you left the hammer with, was it bigger or smaller than the hammer? It's bigger than a Glenn's red like box. Yelling. Glenn's yelling back <laughs> behind him as he's in this room. Bigger than a bread box. Wasn't my question. I'm going to do an investigation check in this room to see if there's any hammers in the walls on the ceilings. Where at? Uh, oh yeah, I'm invisible. You can't. You don't know where I am. Wait, the DM doesn't know where I am. That's awesome. No, I, I do know where you're at. You're oh, so it's the room. I'm in the the temple room. Okay. Yeah, in the room that I'm the, in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you do. Uh, you do an investigation check. Uh, roll roll me that for me. Roll that. Roll me that B footage. Roll me the look. Oh uh, gosh, 19. Kenny. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, yeah, you uh, you can very confidently say that um, the only hammer that you've seen in this room so far has been the spectral one that dissolved when the, uh, I believe, the purple ghost uh, dissolved. Okay. I'll hand off to Rangrim, searching for a small child, or okay. Cosmo trying to talk to anybody else. Um, Rangram, you're just walking around in this uh, this room, and this there's just this uh, ca- crying uh, ghost in the corner with that's facing away from you, um, and uh, that's that's all you're dealing with. Hey, did you like see a little yellow ghost kid run around here? You just uh, roll me a uh, persuasion check. Seventeen. Okay. Um, you hear them sniffily uh, say, and I think that this is like an old, uh, an older uh, female dwarf. Um, I haven't seen anything in so long. I hate it down here. I just want out. All right. Uh, noted. Cosmo, this one's on you. <laughs> I'm going to try to open the door that's to the north of where I am. <laughs> Uh, there doesn't seem to be a doorknob on it at all. Um, it, it seems to be a very, very sturdy metal door. Um, this one is not uh, laughing at you or uh, making fun of you. Similar to the ones that had kind of opened after we did some stuff. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> what you guys doing? Cosmo canonically um, is still just in this room for the most part. He's just looking okay. for the hammer. He hasn't really engaged with many of the ghosts. He's thinking about picking up one of those orbs. Okay, cool. Um, what uh, what is it? What 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 do you guys want to do? Rangram's looking uh, at the door. Uh, yeah, see, what are you doing, Glenn? Glenn was, or sorry, Glenn saw Rangram go right, and presumably would have yelled if he saw a hammer. Uh, so Glenn will go left down this side. 
Okay. Uh, um, I am invisible, yeah, can, so. Yeah, you can it. see that there is a um, there is a very 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 slender gap uh, between the um, uh, between the the rocks. Like it is it is very small, maybe less than a foot uh, passageway that you can squeeze through. Um, and even as you look in there, uh, you can see that there is what looks like a, a corpse that is half crushed by rocks. Like uh, it is a skeleton. And there's like a little cavity that's in, like, is there a mm -hmm. standing room in there? Or is it like all yeah. completely closed in? Yeah, it's like, it's basically like five feet of uh, un, unadulterated floor that you can stand okay. on. Uh, Glenn will just use uh, his Raven Queen's Misty Step. So I like the fact that... Uh, Maybe Cosmo was about to turn the corner to ask a question because that's why his, his tokens right here. There's a puff of feathers and he just like turns around and goes back into the room. He's like, nah, fuck that. Uh, and Glenn's going to be in this room. Can I do an investigation check on? Yeah, yeah. Roll, roll an investigation check on the, uh, yeah, on the room. Uh, 19 again. Okay. Um, you do an investigation check and uh, you, I, I think you see it very, very clearly. Um, this, this, this dwarf that was uh, very clearly crushed by rocks, um, you can tell it was not a fully grown dwarf. And uh, you can see that um, kind of sticking, uh, sticking in one of their, one of their, like actually on their belt loop that is like half, like, you know, degraded. Um, you can see a uh, bejeweled gilded uh, hammer that is like on their, uh, oh, that sure. is on their kind of belt. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you can see that there's, uh, there's this little hammer um, that is just, I mean, it's gold and it's like encrusted with jewels and it is beautiful. It does not look like it would work very well for actual hammering saying, of gold things, is very soft, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful tool. Um, but uh, you can, you can definitely tell that like uh, it is not made for crafting items. Uh, Glenn's going to pick up the hammer with his uh, mage hand and kind of look to the door and be like, ah, uh, Dude, you forgot your body. Your body was the thing you forgot with it. <laughs> I think that the uh, I think that the the black ghost uh, just to save us from having to walk back. I think floats over your direction and kind of looks over your shoulder and just goes, huh, and then just dissolves and a black sphere <laughs> drops to the ground. <laughs> huh. Huh. Well, what happens to the hammer? Does it stay? Uh, the hammer stays in your hand. Oh shit! Uh, Glenn's gonna use another uh, misty step and just boop, right back out and uh, yell to Rangrim's like, "Found a hammer. Uh, looks like he doesn't need it anymore." So I got you a present, Rangrim. Oh sweet! I love presents. Find this uh, little girl you're hunting for and walk over and hand the hammer to Rangrim, just because seems appropriate. Uh, Cosmo's gonna be like, what are these things anyways? And he's gonna pick up the black orb. Okay, uh, you die instantly. Perfect. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, no. Thank you, uh, you pick up the Power orb you. next week. Yeah. I've died. Uh, no, you pick up, you pick up the orb, uh, and like I said, if, if you, it's like the size of a, a Christmas ornament, and it, uh, it just is kind of like pleasantly warm in your hand. Um, and it's, and even though like, you, you can feel that it's a, it's, it's almost like solid light. It's not actually like a physical object. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see what happens if I put this thing. Should I see what happens if I put this thing in the uh, the little socket? Um, I don't. What could possibly go wrong? I will die again. So let's let's find out. Uh, Cosmo, you drop uh, you drop the black orb into the chalice, and it uh, you see a uh, a light that illuminates and kind of like it just 
radiates this kind of darkness from this uh, this this black chalice. Um, and the door behind uh, Rangrim uh, opens wide, and you can see uh, Rangrim as you look back through this room. You can see that there is a massive a massive like garage door size door. These two big giant doors, and uh, you can see that there are eight lights that are illuminated. Uh, that, are, that are like uh, that are that only one of them is right now illuminated in black. Um, but you can see that there are uh, eight different colored orbs that are on this uh, this door um, that now one of them seems to be illuminated in black now that Cosmo has dropped this uh, this light to the chalice. Cosmo um, you can also down. see Never mind, go. Th there's no th there is a uh, there's also a blue a dark blue ghost that isn't that's floating down the center of this room. Did it, it do anything? Oh yeah, there's a there's a whole door open here. Just oh, all right. all the other ones in. All right, Cosmo's gonna wander around the room and picking up garbage, picking up all the in. little orbs of light. And okay, what do we got? Uh, we got we got white, white, black, uh, green, red, red, okay. purple, and purple. You are missing orange. Yellow blue and, and yellow. yellow. Okay, so yellow is the little girl, orange is the crying girl or lady, whatever. And blue, mm -hmm. we don't know anything about. Can't walk through that. Um, the the blue one uh, floats directly towards you, Rangrim, uh, and is standing just basically uh, like it's floating like directly towards you. Um, and then you see it vanish. Uh, and Rangrim, you feel a tap on your shoulder. Ooh. Um, he's gonna turn. Dan knows not to, but Rangrim's gonna <laughs> turn directly in that direction. Um, it's it it is right there in your face, and its mouth opens wide into this like unearthly like scream with like it's these like nasty teeth, like full Bilbo Baggins when he's up uh, when he's uh, under the the effects mm. of the ring, and just screeches in your face and then disappears. Oh, oh, that's nice. Oh, I hate it here. I hate it here. And reappears oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, at a different point in the room, uh, and you can uh, you can now see that it is uh, just looking away from you. Um, oh wait a minute, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave the room. Okay. Turn back to this little hallway. Is uh, Glenn still here? Uh, Glenn is invisible, but he like handed you the the hammer, so you would yep. know that he was like close to you. Okay, I'd walk over to Glenn, but um, so. If you could be invisible and there's some blue asshole in there, I want you to sneak up behind him and scare the ghost piss out of him. Oh. Oh, super doable. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, roll me a stealth check. On this? Uh, yeah, roll me a stealth check with disadvantage, even though I know you have your crazy uh, bonuses to it. And I'm invisible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um... A lot. Uh, 26. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, do your wagering. Uh, now that he's invisible, Glenn's just quiet, and he's going to uh, let Rangram talk to him because he thinks he's there. And Glenn is going to... Uh, the last thing Rangram heard is, what do you want to wager on this? And then he's just going to walk away and let Rangram talk to invisible Glenn. Okay. And Glenn's going to try to sneak up behind this blue ghost. Okay. Or purple? No, sorry, dark blue, right? It's, it's blue, yeah. Blue. 
and in his best Courage the Cowardly Dog impression, go, ooga, booga, booga, and just scare the shit out of it. Okay, I will say, I gave this, this ghost had incredible perception, and uh, it, you, you rolled, like, you rolled so well that, like, this ghost, like, I, I think it was, like, sneaking back up, trying to, like, get, uh, get back behind, uh, you know, Cosmo and Rangram, because that's the only ones it could see, and then I think that, like, you pull your, your best Courage the Cowardly Dog impression, and just, this thing turns around, its mouth opens up, and that, like, that scream again, but this time it just goes, like a really incredibly high pitch, just goes, ah! and then just <laughs> poofs and turns into blue, uh, blue mist as it, uh, as a, <clears throat> a, a blue orb drops to the ground. Then just kind of like kicks it with his foot down the hallway towards Cosmo, who's probably made his way over <laughs> to collect the rest of them. Yep. Um, yeah, and you see a, uh, you see a blue, uh, a blue light appear in the door. Uh, you are only now missing a orange and a yellow. No one find this kid yet? Yeah. Oh, can someone else do that? I'm so bad with this. All right. Well, what's up with this one? And he steps up to the orange ghost and it's just like, I guess he sees the the pouting or whatever, the sobbing. It's just, what's what's wrong, dearie? Just, I've been trapped down here for so long. I just want to go home. I want to see my family. It's been, I just... Everything is terrible. Well, um, what do you, what's, where's home? It's, I don't even remember. And like, you see them like kind of even like deep, like fall in even more despair and like start crying more because they like seemingly can't remember home. Uh, yeah. uh, they're, I mean, they're just crying even harder now. So that, that attack did not work. <laughs> what, yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to keep looking for this kid then. <laughs> Rangram, like, slowly backs out of the room, I guess. Yeah, just slowly back out of that hallway and back into this uh, larger room here. Okay. I guess Cosmo would just be like, put his hand on her shoulder and, or try to pat the mm-hmm. shoulder and just, oh, it's all right. We'll, we'll find him. Uh, I think that they, uh, they turn to you and goes, really? You, you'll help me, you'll help me get home? Oh yeah, sure. Everybody has a home. You'll find it. How are you gonna help me get out of here? Well, I mean, I know where the door was, but I mean, I think I can't um, go the door. What's that? I can't go through the door. I, I can't. Why, why not? Um, you see them. Uh, you see them get up and they try to move. Uh, they move to uh, down to the end of the hallway. And then you see them uh, basically disappear and reappear exactly where they were before, like a rubber band effect. That's hell. Strange. What are you gonna do? You can't. You can't help me out of here. I guess not. I guess you're stuck then. What now? I I think they just dissolve into uh, into tears um, as you uh, as you try a little tough love. Glenn, while uh, Cosmo's been talking to um, this ghost, has been kind of fiddling with a handful of ball bearings and some, like, just random bits of paper, like little sh- like shreds of different journal. And he's, like, mm-hmm. taking these pieces of paper and wrapping them around the ball bearings and, like, twisting them so they have the appearance of, like, candy. And he goes, well, you know, Rangrim, if, if there's no one, no little uh, dwarven girl here to 
you know, eat all this dwarven candy, I guess we'll just have to just get rid of it, huh? Maybe just go throw it in the lava. She's hiding so well, but this was going to be her prize if she, you know, helped us get out of here. But I guess we'll just toss the candy. Roll. I mean, roll why are you going to toss the candy? I'll eat the candy. <laughs> <laughs> roll, roll a persuasion check with advantage. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's uh, going to work on both Rangram and the girl ghost. Nat twenty. <laughs> oh my so god! Perfect. Uh, Rangram, you believe that this is. Like, this oh, is the no. most scrumptious looking candy you've been. It's been a hell of a day. It looks delicious. Um, oh, no. And uh, as you are, uh, as you uh, <laughs> grab one of these pieces of candy, um, you also see uh, Glenn back behind Rangram, over Rangram's shoulder at the far side of the room. Uh, you see a, 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 a little a little yellow ghost peek out from around the corner. Uh, and and she's like, uh, she goes, dang it. And there's... <laughs> explodes <laughs> and uh, a yellow orb drops to the ground. Rangram, it's not. Don't eat. It's not. It's not candy. Don't eat. He's, it's, he's it's like metal. No, no, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. it, it why would you do that? I was trying to trick the small child, not the what? grown. I'm sorry. I'm, I think I did some damage <laughs> on that one. Uh, I'll get you Rangram candy. Grab the grab that orb that uh, she dropped, and then go back and place it back. And it's an mm-hmm. uh, appropriate little orb home. Uh, I could definitely well, use some uh, some help with the uh, the crying one. I don't. I have no clue. Uh, Glenn walks up. Hey, sad girl, what's up? Just bawling, uh, bawling consistently. Um, not even. I think that even bawling heavier now, and uh, and, and just like through uh, choking coughs um, as this uh, as as. Cosmo had tried his uh, tough love, basically telling them that they'll, ne- they'll never get out of here. <laughs> um, uh, you have this ghost that wants to go home uh, and can't. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I, I, Cosmo, I'm guessing you told her just to leave, right? Like, there's nothing holding her here. What, right, what happened? It, she just rubber bands right back into this room once she gets uh, so far from this spot. She just kind of... The fuck is a rubber band? The fuck is rubber? She just like bounces back. She just like teleports back. Well, I mean the the other ghosts that we helped earlier, their like body was tied here. Maybe what's on that spot? And Glenn's gonna go over to where she's just sobbing. And can Glenn do like an investigation check underneath her or like um, near? Her yeah, location? actually, yeah. Roll me, uh, yeah, roll me an investigation check. Talked in a very weird way. What the? That was. Thank God. Okay. Uh, 20. Dirty 20, though. Okay. Uh, you can see that um, marked on the ground, uh, you can see that there is some sort of glyph that is, uh, that, uh, that is like, directly in the uh, tile beneath them. Oh, it looks like she's, like, legitimately stuck. What were you doing down here when you got stuck? Um, I think that they, they look at you and go, I didn't... Didn't mean to step on it. I knew it's and and I don't. It was designed to hold the walls in place, but it's now holding me. Well, my big uh, 
strong dwarven friend. You think a uh, hammer can go through a, a glyph? I don't know how strong this thing is. We probably release this glyph and we release her. Well, I think um, let's try this. Um, Cosmo is going to bend down and put he's going to kind of put his hand on the glyph and use a cleansing touch um to i what does that do it's uh use my action to end one spell on myself or one willing creature okay that's dope you reach down and uh you put your hand on this glyph that you can tell is like it's it's like marked in the ground it's not like carved in it's like something that was like marked here to like temporarily hold the the structure uh the structure apart like up still uh maybe during blasting or construction or something like that it was temporary was designed to be temporary but it has lasted over over stretched its bounds um and uh you kind of essentially like put your hand on there and he in 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 magical sense like wipe this thing clean just like wipe your hand across it uh and you just hear a uh, just a sigh of relief uh, from this figure as they dissolve and a uh, orange ball uh, drops to the ground at your feet. Ooh, thanks, uh, Glyn. I was like really overwhelmed by all the tears. That was, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people don't realize like, you know, it's good to share, but eventually you're just emotionally taxing on the people around you. Like sometimes it is okay <laughs> to suck it up, you know? Something like that as he walks away with that orange orb. <laughs> and, uh, uh, do you uh, do you put it, the last orb into the chalice? You bet your sweet bibby I do. <laughs> uh, you drop that in there and you hear from a distance, uh, you hear uh, two large doors that open themselves wide. Um, and Rangrim, you're the only one that's still in that room. Uh, as this door essentially like descends into the floor, like just completely shuts uh like drops down into the floor and like seals uh you see that this opens up into a massive natural chamber uh it is lava like there is just it is a, a lava chamber uh that is behind this uh most likely this was closed off because this was the uh the basically the end of the construction that had been done in here uh, and this is the a natural lava flow um, and you can see that uh, there is a, a big open open area that has uh, is kind of in front of you uh, with lava extended out, uh, kind of over the top. Um, are you guys going out into this uh, this this like kind of like open chamber here? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, awesome. Past the threshold uh, of the door. So yeah, if you if you want to move uh, up into that area just to give a little bit better view to. Uh, you know, be the cameraman uh, or so. Um, How, should you, I go farther? Uh, no, that's perfect. Um, you you see that there is just like lava, ex- you know, kind of expanding in front of you and you hear the bubbling of it. And then you start to hear like more a roiling as if like something is kind of emerging from the depths of this lava. And with just a like a splash and a sizzle you see one blackened skeletal dragon draconic hand that reaches up and puts its hand onto the edge of the lava to your kind of to the north of you as it kind of reaches out of the lava and then you see another and then you see two 
not one, but two massive draconic heads that come emerging out of the lava, followed by a body that's half submerged. These bones are basically burning almost like bright red as if they have been in a forge. And uh, I'm going to now make them visible, uh, which will be super fun uh, for all of you as this massive two-headed skeletal dragon rises out of the lava flow and you hear not one, but two voices. You shouldn't be here. And that is where we're gonna leave the session tonight. Look. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.